Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews, unforgettable stories, taking you beyond the ropes. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. Welcome to the Fairways of Life show, folks. Pleasure to have your company. Day one of the 2023 players is underway, and right now we have multiple jammed atop the leaderboard. Tied for the lead, Austin Smotherman through four is two under par. So, too, is Minwoo Lee and Brandon Wu. Denny McCarthy just joined that group at two under through four holes. Also at two under, Hayden Buckley is two under through three. Then the large group at one under par includes Kevin Streelman, Christian Zadenhout, uh, Keith Mitchell is on that mark. Siwoo Kim is also there as well. Some big names will be playing Early today, Scotty Scheffler amongst them. They've got one, two, and three playing together in Rahm and McElroy. Scheffler was asked by the media yesterday how he is feeling entering this week. Yeah, excited to be here. Um, golf course is in really good shape. Um, should be a good test. This is obviously one of our favorite events of the year with the field being so strong and definitely excited and looking forward to going out there and playing tomorrow. I feel like my game's in good shape. I've uh, had a lot of solid starts this year. Um, obviously, the win in Phoenix always helps make the year feel a little bit better. If it was second, it probably wouldn't feel as good. Um, so looking back towards this year, definitely feel like I'm playing solid and uh, trending in the right direction. The way I'm approaching it is I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Rory and John are obviously very talented talented golfers. I'm just looking forward to going out there and watching them play and having a good time out there and competing together. Um, I'm sure the, the the fans will be out there watching watching us, and it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to make some birdies and give them some roars and um, should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I would say I would say the model is succeeding for sure. I mean, we've had some really really great finishes so far this year, um, having a lot of the best players in the world going up against each other, and um, you know, mostly that's thanks to John. It seems like he's at the top of the leaderboard every single week. <laughs> um, but it's it's definitely been been very successful, and it's been a lot of fun playing. I mean, as a player, that's what you look forward to. Um, you look forward to being there at the end with another guy that's at the top of his game, and you look forward to beating the best players in the world. And um, so far, we've had a lot of opportunities for that this year. This golf course is is different. It's one of those places where, as a player, I think you appreciate it because it's not really you know there's not one guy that has an advantage around this place and. Um, I was talking to a few guys earlier, and somebody said it was a thinking man's golf course, and I said it's actually kind of the opposite because you just have to hit really good shots if you want to play well. You can't um, can't scrape it around this place. You just have to hit fairways and hit greens and uh, and go from there. And if you're not playing really good golf, you're not going to score. And if you are playing well, you're going to shoot low scores. And so as a player, I think we really appreciate that. The cuts is the cuts is a hard one because I, I I don't have a strong opinion either way. I'm I'm fifty fifty on that because as a player, um, I think a cut is good. I think when you go to the other side and you go to sponsors, a cut is probably bad. But from a player's point of view, um, sometimes there's value to making cuts. And like if we're gonna have a, an elevated event the week before a major and there's no cut and I show up and I play two awful rounds, sometimes you'd rather just be like, all right, just kick me out of the tournament let me go regroup and get ready for next week um but from a sponsor and fan point of view it's it's arguably not very good and so for me i don't stand too hard on on one side of the fence on that um you know i'm not the guy running the business i'm the one out here trying to play and so all i can do is go out there and approach these events but 
you know, it's something maybe we'll fiddle around with in the future. I don't know exactly what the format will be for every event next year, but we'll see. That's a good question. Most fun I've had on a golf course without my dad. You know, my dad actually, growing up, he didn't play much golf with me. He kind of dropped me off. I, I had three sisters growing up, so he wasn't spending too much time with me um, at the golf course because, you know, the three other kids got to the golf course is actually a really good place for him to be able to just drop me off and leave me for the day. And so um, we didn't play too many rounds together, but I'd say favorite golf memory, I mean, I don't know, probably the Masters. I, I, I've always taken golf very seriously. I think that's why I try to focus so much on the present, um, just staying present. That's that's what's important for me. I don't want to look too far ahead or look too far back. I, I, I take golf very seriously. I've put a lot of time into becoming um, good, I guess, and I've spent a lot of time trying to continue to improve. And so when it comes out here and it's time to compete, I'm usually ready to go and I expect myself to go out there and play well. And so sometimes it's good to have that reminder that I'm not in, c in control and that um, there's more to life than just you know my score. Um, does the tour need villains? I'm not sure. Um, I know that there was a lot of buzz in the last few years about like rivalries and stuff like that. Like the Brooks Bryson thing really blew up for a while. Um, from my point of view, playing out here, I view a lot of that stuff as a distraction, um, whether it be, I don't know. For me, it's always best to just try and go out there and just play golf and go from there. Um, I don't look to, to make a lot of noise with my mouth. I, I, if I'm ever going to become you know, famous or noteworthy or whatever it is out here, I'd like it just to be for my golf. I don't want to be known as the guy who said the wrong thing or said the right, whatever it is, I, I, I just let my golf clubs go out there and do whatever it is that I'm trying to do. And um, other than that, I'm just trying to live my life. And so when you talk about the villain, maybe from a business perspective, I, I'm not really sure, but that's no, not for me. Who knows? You know, that's pretty far ahead. Uh, both John and uh, Rory have won many, many golf tournaments out here. Um, I think if you added up our, all our wins together, mine would be a pretty small percentage of that, that win total. And so um, you know, hopefully we'll all continue to play great golf, and I think it's it's fun having three guys kind of jostling for the world number one, and I'm I'm very pleased to be one of them. Um, Rory and John are both such talented players that any time I can be you know spoken in the same breath as those guys, it's it's special for me, especially growing up watching a guy like Rory play golf for a long time. Um, and so hopefully we'll continue to to play good and uh, be able to compete for for a long time out here. What is your impression to what you just heard there from Scotty Scheffler in its entirety and also individually? I thought that, and it was a small sample that, that Andrew put together for us, but, uh, or in, in John, I thought that was probably the most insightful I've ever heard Scotty Scheffler being. Think about what he just said there. For example, when he was talking about, I'm paraphrasing obviously, but when he was talking about the cut, he was talking about at times there's a benefit to a player with a cut. And he, in his case, he was speaking specifically about when your game is just off and you miss a cut and how, one, you deserve to miss the cut. Again, I'm paraphrasing my, my interpretation of what he's saying. One, you deserve to miss the cut. And two, your game was going in the wrong direction. Right? And so I just thought that was absolutely fascinating. I thought... The way that he talked about, someone was asking about, is it you know important to have rivalries or good guys, bad guys on tour, et cetera? And he, was, he essentially said, I let my clubs do the talking, which he always has done that. I suppose, say, for this press conference where he gave some really cool insight. Uh, it, I just feel like in that one piece we just heard, we all got to know Scotty Scheffler 
than we have known him before. Now, Patrick Cantlay is another one. It's interesting, isn't it, that these are the two that we're featuring today as play is underway at the players, uh, Austin Smotherman and Minwoo Lee, uh, while tied atop the leaderboard amongst many at two under par there, as you can see, are the uh, furthest into their rounds. Both are through five holes as yet. Patrick uh, Cantlay also addressed the media, and we're going to be getting to him in just a second. And the reason why I bring him up in the, in the context and reference of Scotty Scheffler is, is he not another player where you feel like just because of his personality that maybe you don't know him as well as some of the others? Uh, maybe he doesn't have the ability to connect from it, be it a social media perspective. I'm not sure if he's on there or what his engagement is anyway, or from a personality perspective with, you know, commercials and all the rest and, and the, the happy smiley face that, that connects with the, the audience, all of these things. That's not necessarily who Patrick Cantley is. However, when he speaks, he tends to say some pretty deep things. And at times he says things that you can tell are unvarnished that he's given you an opinion, and it may not always be the popular opinion, or it may not always be the company line as well, which I respect that in Patrick and giving it to us straight. So he also addressed the media yesterday. I'm going to get to him in just a second. Don't forget the Fairways of Life shows presented by the PGA Tour Superstore. They are the number one golf retailer in all of the land. They are number one because of their people. You can shop with the pros. I think a great place to get started is PGATourSuperstore.com. You can see where there are big, beautiful stores nearby, or you can shop directly on the website. Uh, and want to remind everybody, too, the Fairways of Life show is available, as you well know, every weekday uh, from 8 a.m. Eastern time. And then our national show airs on our affiliates over the weekend from coast to coast. Uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. There's a, a view of some of our affiliates from coast to coast. That one looks like it's missing MSG. Uh, but and there's more on there, too. There it is, Andrew. Thank you. Uh, there, there are plenty of ways that you can consume the show. But what I'd like you to do if you get the time is please subscribe to the Fairways of Life YouTube channel and probably even more so because my guess is if you're hearing this, we've, we've already got you in our family, and, I, and I, I love it, and I thank you for it. But please ask your friends as well as we're as word is spreading very quickly and we're growing and, and we're excited about it and we want to keep that momentum going as well so for patrick cantlay he was asked and i love this first first question to start with uh, patrick do you enjoy this golf course and what would be the one word you would use to describe it well i think the golf course uh especially you know especially um if the conditions get how they want which will be a little firmer than i think last year uh, it's really important to play from the fairway this golf course more than than most golf courses that we play, which is fun. Uh, there's a premium on leaving the golf ball in the right spot, kind of pretty much on every hole. Um, and I think uh, it's exciting would be the word I would use just because the finish can be so volatile. Yeah, I don't think much of the finish last week, to be honest. Um, you know, I think this this tournament in general was like a made-for-TV tournament just with the, the finish and the excitement that can happen. Um, you know, and with 17, almost anything can happen if the wind's really blowing. And 18's one of the hardest golf holes we play all year. Um, and it happens to, they happen to end consecutively like that. So I think that's what makes it so exciting. I'm not sure these changes really have much, you know, uh, making them want to come back. I'm curious how many would have liked to have left if these changes happened earlier. Um, probably the same number. 
uh, of guys or a similar number of guys just with the guaranteed money that they're throwing around. But um, it's, a, it's a good question. I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think if you're going to have a limited field, uh, a cut when, you have, when you're only starting with around 70 guys would be gratuitous. I don't think it would add much to it at all. Um, I just So if you're going to have the limited fields, I think the no cut is the way to go. And then the other thing I would say is, you know, there's been tons of no cuts tournaments on the PGA Tour, you know, since I can remember, since I was growing up. So I don't think it's too big of a change, um, really, with the, if you took all the tournaments as a whole, I think, you know, maybe you're going from five or six no cut events to eight or something like that. And so I don't think it's really that big of a change. Well, last year, I think I got, you know, the weather was, was brutal. And so I didn't, I didn't play particularly well. Um, I seem to play better here when it was in May. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think it's really important to drive the golf ball well here. Um, I think in years past, I've played a little more on the West Coast. And, um, you know, I've come to, come to Florida uh, a little tired. So uh, I feel good this year, and I'm excited about it. Yeah, I think the, the Delaware meeting was really the first time anyone had put any idea, um, you know, formally together. Um, and presented it to, to really any group of, of tour players. And like anything, um, it evolved quite a bit from there to where I think what it is now is very, very different to what was um, proposed in Delaware. But I don't think, uh, you know, when they proposed in Delaware, it was a fully fleshed out, finished product. It was more, um, more of a, a starting point or a, a radical, what do you guys think about this uh, idea? I think anytime you're, 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 you're not really starting with a blank canvas, right? Um, and so there's, there's lots of, it's not as much idealistic as trying to figure out how to work it best within the current system. And so I think when that process is also has lots of cooks in the kitchen, which inevitably it does. Um, it's not so much as concessions as more just working together and trying to figure out what the best possible system you can, uh, you know, reasonably get done. Uh, I think it's great. I think where we're at is ultimately going to make it stronger for the PGA Tour and better for fans. And so I think the changes are great. And, um, you know, uh, the incentive couldn't be any higher for people to play as well as they possibly can. I think that's fantastic. Patrick Cantlay, uh, seemingly in support of all the proposed, not proposed, actual changes that are on their way to the PGA Tour. Uh, the proposed part, the gray part, when I reference that, is there's a lot of details we don't know yet, but we know what's coming in terms of these limited field, no-cut events, uh, designated events in 2024 of a different variety than what we have in 2023 because, of course, in 2023, they are not limited field events unless they are one of the uh, legacy events, as they call them, the invitationals. Uh, PXG golf clubs are absolutely packed with innovations. Canon-like performance, laser-like accuracy, incredible sound, and feel X-Core 2 technology built within. Visit pxg.com or call 844-PLAY-PXG to learn more. PXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do. P 
period. Okay, play is underway. Austin Smotherman, Minwoo Lee leading the way, both at two under through five holes. They're tied on that mark. It's just the other players aren't as deep into their round as they are. Denny McCarthy through four. Hayden Buckley through four. Keith Mitchell now on two under through three, and then starts a large group at one under par. Uh, that group is at least eight players currently. I'll continue to keep you up to speed on what's going on in this leaderboard as we progress here in the Fairways of Life show this morning. Talk about legacy. The 2024 class for the World Golf Hall of Fame has been announced and one of those that we are a big fan of here in the Fairways of Life show and joined us uh, what was sadly not long before his passing will now be forever enshrined for what he contributed to the game of golf. That will be coming up. want to talk about the weather up at the players, and I will also provide you with more airtime information. PGA Tour Live on ESPN Plus is live right now now but i'll go through how you can watch it on the uh, network side as well for both golf channel and nbc coming up through the weekend more of the fairways of life show after these words easy now find your happy place the pga tour superstore it's all in the hips where every swing is possible just tap it in Yes! (laughs) Find all the latest gear, apparel, and personalized club fittings. Is this goodbye? We've only just begun. Shop with the pros at Golf's Happy Place, the PGA Tour Superstore. In Ireland, golf is more than just a game. Come and experience our world-famous Lynx courses and our world-famous Parkland courses, all set alongside world-famous scenery. And visit our world-famous historic sites. And while you're here, enjoy our world-famous hospitality. Press the green button and start your journey at ireland.com slash golf. It screams. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the Bridgestone Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try Bridgestone's Tour Bs, the Tour Ball reinvented. Nothing feels quite like hitting a PXG iron. That's because we use hollow body construction coupled with the thinnest club face in golf and a vibration-absorbing polymer. These technologies make hitting our irons feel soft as warm butter on a hot biscuit and create a bigger sweet spot, which means more forgiveness, better distance, and lower scores. Play PXG and see how sweet, real power, and incredible forgiveness can be. PXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. It's as easy as 5-2-3. Doesn't get any easier. This Houdini soul is like magic. When you just need to launch it. I wish more of my pro-am partners had these. I wish more of everybody had these. Because golf is hard. So make it easier. Make it 5-2-3-easier. If there was a trophy for the most forgiving clubs, these would win every year. You want to talk about winning? You know he knows a bit about that. Pound for pound, nothing comes close. This is the Wiz. It tracks your swing in real time. Got it. One, zero, one. Gives you feedback in real time so you feel where you are in your golf swing. Transition plus 4.2 inches. 
Length of back swing 15.3 inches. The Wizza really helped me to keep that consistent swing. Instead of guessing, I get the direct feedback. Transition on plane. That's the mic drop. Welcome back to Fairways of Life Show. Absolute delight to have your company. Uh, the weather right now up at uh, TPC Sawgrass at the stadium course is benign, at least as measured by what they're expecting it to be. It is very interesting with the wind directions and the variance of the wind directions over the four days. Don, what can you tell us in terms of the official report from the PGA Tour in terms of what they are expecting? The extended forecast, this is uh, from... Wade Stetner, who's the meteorologist for the PGA Tour. Warm and breezy conditions are forecast on Friday with a high temperature near 81 degrees and southwest winds increasing to 12 to 22 miles per hour after noon. Scattered showers and thunderstorms are possible after 4 p.m. on Friday ahead of an approaching cold front. The front will clear northeast Florida Friday night and high pressure will settle across the state this weekend. Expect Mostly sunny skies on Saturday with a high near 70 degrees. Warmer temperatures are forecast on Sunday with a high near 80. So if you look at the actual forecast there, today the weather looks great. You know, 70s. The wind is coming from the east, 10 to 15. Friday, probably 75, 80 degrees. Again, that rain looks like it's coming in the, in the later afternoon. Southwest is where the wind is coming from. You mentioned the wind. Mm-hmm. Saturday, again, 70. The wind is coming from north, northwest. And then on Sunday, temperatures might reach 80, but the wind is coming from the south. So four completely different wind directions, Matt. That's, yeah. that's going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing that I thought was amazing. And stand by with, with what you have, Dom, because I, I need confirmation on this if I can. As you mentioned, today they're, they're talking about wind coming in earnest from the east, Friday from the southwest, Saturday from the northwest, and then Sunday from the south. Four different directions. And the thing that, that any tour professional is looking for is those guys are always looking for consistency, right? It isn't so much that the winds are hard, although that provides challenges if you're not striking the ball solidly, but it's when the wind shifts, and that tends to be what they find happens at 17. They feel like it swirls down there and shifts. But what I am particularly interested in, Dom, if you could, is give me the forecasted highs of the winds over the over the coming days, because if I'm not mistaken, I thought I heard you say low 20s later on today as well. Sorry, my mic was off. Low 20s? No, no, no. It's it's going to be today, right around now. It's you know it's in the mid 60s right now. It'll, it'll get to the low 70s today. Uh, on Friday, the low is 61. The no, high no, is hold on. No, not the temperatures, Dom. I'm not expecting that it's going to it's going to dip into the 20s and it's going to be an ice storm out there. I was talking about the wind speeds and, and direction. So what? What, oh, what's the wind the, what's, speeds. I'm sorry, Matt. What's uh, the height of day? the winds? You want all the days? Yes, please. Uh, today, the winds are going to be 10 to 15 miles per hour. Tomorrow, they're, they're forecasted 12 to 22 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. I believe that's a steady breeze, so you could be getting gusts that are higher than that. Saturday, that's what I'm wondering. That's what, I, that's what be... I was curious yeah. if there's going to be gusts. Yes, there will be gusts. Of course there's gusts. Uh, 5 to 15 miles per hour on Saturday. And again, Sunday, totally different direction, final round, coming from the south, 12 to 22 miles per hour. Ah, that's, that's wild. It that's, is weather. I, I'm going gonna, gonna to put in here, 
I'm going to see if I can get it, another forecast. Not that I am questioning Wade, but I do find that the— You don't trust me. That's what's happening right now? No. It's just that I, I, find, I find that the PGA Tour's weather forecast tends to be, tends to be very hopeful. So let's see. Right now, the winds are nine miles an hour, which is in keeping with with what you had told us. Rough start for Rory, folks. Two over through one. He just doubled the 10th hole. Yeah. All right. I'm not getting my wind information I'm looking for, but I'm going to continue to take a look at this thing because I have have a feeling that those It's going to be windy, and it's going to come from different directions every day, and it's going to be hard. Yeah, we got that, but I have a feeling... When I because it's been so busy, I got back late last night, and it the wind was pounding, even all day yesterday, and I have a feeling that the forecast that we're getting is not taking into account a gust, and if if the winds are sustained, say at twenty miles per hour, but you're going to get a gust that can go upwards to thirty or more. At the time you hit a shot that's buffeted by that gust, you don't give two hoots about what the average wind speed is. The only thing that matters is what's happening to your golf ball at the instant <laughs> that that you hit it with the wind that it's facing at that instant. So I'm trying to find more information on on that, but uh, apparently the. The tour is blocking me from getting that access. When I get it, I will share it with you. Okay, so some news came out uh, from the World Golf Hall of Fame, as I mentioned to you, that the class of 2024 has been announced. Padraig Harrington, Sandra Palmer, Johnny Farrell, Beverly Hansen, Tom Weiskopf, the 13 LPGA founders, remembering that six are already in the World Golf Hall of Fame. Uh, we'll all be inducted in June of 2024. Uh, that will take place during the U.S. Open, which will be held at Pinehurst in 2024. Uh, final selections were determined by the World Golf Hall of Fame Selection Committee, uh, and the elite group will become members of the World Golf Hall of Fame, as I mentioned, in that induction ceremony that will be held on Monday, the 10th of June, at the Pinehurst Resort and Country Club in the village of Pinehurst, North Carolina. Uh, and bear in mind, that is also where the Hall of Fame will end up finding its home uh, long term. The LPGA, as I mentioned to you, was founded in 1915 by the original 13 members, uh, many of whom, six of whom, are already in the World Golf Hall of Fame. That includes uh, Louis Suggs, uh, Babe Zaharias, uh, Marilyn Smith. Uh, in, in the, that's not all of them, but that's many of them. The 12 finalists were Peter Dawson, Johnny Farrell, Jim Furyk, Beverly Hansen, Butch Harmon, Padraig Harrington, Christy Kerr, Sandra Palmer, Dottie Pepper, Jay Siegel, Tom Weiskopf, and, of course, those founders of the LPGA. The class of 2024 is elected by the Hall of Fame Selection Committee, uh, who discuss the merits of the finalists. The Selection Committee is a 20-member panel that includes Hall of Fame members, uh, Beth Daniel, Colin uh, Montgomery, Mark O'Meara, Annika Sorenstan, as well as media representatives and leaders of the major golf organizations. The finalists were nominated by the Hall of Fame's nominating committee, who, which vetted the candidates and met their qualifications. 
uh, which is interesting. They actually list who all those people are. One of the at-large seats is Jim Nance of CBS. Uh, so congratulations to everybody who made, uh, both nominated and who made it into the class of 2024 of the World Golf Hall of Fame. I, I'd, I'd like to believe that for those that were nominated, it's not a question of if, it's just a question, a matter of time, of when they will get in. Uh, I do think that, you know, for example, with Johnny Farrell, uh, he, he should have already been in. Uh, Tom Weiskopf, he, you know, he won a major championship. He also won 16 times on the PGA Tour. So it would appear, you know, granted, Freddie Couples is already in and didn't have that good a record. Uh, one less win. But, you know, Freddie's been, been captain of, of Team USA multiple times. Uh, he's very involved, obviously, with the Ryder Cup side as well. Uh, Tom Weiskopf represented the United States, but he also is one of the great architects. It's just, you know, he's in, which is good. Uh, The the sad part for me is that if Tom Weisskopf has a resume that's worthy of the Hall of Fame, and he does, then why did it have to happen so late in his life? Why did it have to happen now uh, after he's passed away? And I continue to feel the same way about Dave Stockton, who is not a one-time major champion. He's a two-time major champion. Uh, and if if you look at it and go, yeah, but he doesn't have that many PGA Tour wins, uh, check me, Dom, on this with, with Dave Stockton. I believe he won 10 times on the PGA Tour, if memory serves me. However, if we're taking into account things that these legends have done outside of the game, it's not like he just retired from the game. Dom confirmed 10 wins, retired from the game and disappeared on the PGA tour champions for what that's worth. I mean, he has 14 wins in the PGA tour champions, including majors there. Maybe you discount that, but what you can't discount, he was, uh, by the way, he was also a captain of a victorious United States Ryder cup team. But what cannot be diminished and what cannot be discounted is the impact that he made as one of the game's great putting and short game gurus. A major, major impact. And, and shouldn't that be taken into account? Isn't that the, the very thing that, uh, that warranted the consideration of Butch Harmon, who also should be in? He wasn't in this time, but again, I feel like it's going to happen. So I'm happy for the people that get in. I'm happy that Tom Weiskopf is getting in. Uh, I'm sad that it had to happen after he passed away. Uh, and even though he, he died younger than he should have, I suppose, to phrase it that way, because of, because of the cancer, uh, he, he still lived a pretty full life. There was plenty of time to get him in. So I just it just when it comes to Hall of Fames, and, and because they are so subjective— that's one of the th- things that I scratch my head on. I, you know, I've always say the same thing that uh, is it a Hall of Fame? And is that Hall of Fame based upon merit, however that merit is defined? And it, it is defined in various ways. Right? A member of the selection committee was, was Colin Montgomery. He doesn't have any major championships. Great golfing resume, full power to him. So when we had a chance to speak with the legend that is Tom Weisskopf, it's, it's a 
it's a difficult conversation to have with someone. Uh, and if memory serves me, Tom was on his way to surgery the day after we conducted this interview. And I had the chance to ask him how he wanted to be remembered. Years and years from now, long after us, how do you want the game of golf to remember Tom Weiskopf? Well, uh, that's a good question. Uh, I hope they look at uh, what I gave the game. Uh, the swing was a, a fundamental swing. I think that's important. Uh, but my architecture is just as important to me. Uh, I probably, uh, that's, a, that's a heck of a hard question to answer. Uh, I, uh, I was an honest guy. I told it the way it was. And uh, nothing wrong with that, but uh, I think I was a little bit misunderstood. But I, I won't, don't need to defend myself. I only need to defend myself in one instance, and that's where I made the mistake of uh, going on the uh, my final sheep hunt for the Grand Slam, you know, and I and I gave up my position on the Ryder Cup team in in 1977. But uh, that's why I did that. It was important to me. It was one of the things I look forward to at the end of the year. But, uh, you know, I played the game. Uh, it was important to play it correctly. I think I did that. And uh, my architecture will get its own reviews. But uh, I've enjoyed that. And I enjoyed the announcing part of it, Matt. Uh, I worked, uh, gee, um, going to think six or seven years for CBS and ESPN, certain events, and that was enjoyable. Tom Weiskopf from uh, that interview that we had with him now about a year and a half ago, I guess. Uh, fascinating. It just, I had a chance to, to know Tom and to work with him in that broadcasting capacity. I worked with him when, when we would do majors for ESPN, and he's a really thoughtful guy. It, it's just and I realized that his his life had a had a big bridge from from one element of it to another where there's there's various opinions and people who crossed their path with Tom Weiskopf. But he will tell you that when he dealt with uh, alcohol and the negative impact that it was having on his life and how that changed him afterwards, I, I just kind of hope I kind of wish that. If, if a person was a detractor of Tom Weisskopf, I wish they knew both halves of him. Uh, so congratulations to Tom's family that he is being rightfully recognized as forevermore enshrined into the World Golf Hall of Fame induction that will take place on Monday, the 10th of June, 2024, from the U.S. Open at Pinehurst. All right, so I want to go over airtimes for you when we come back as to how and where you can find your coverage of the players. It is underway. Uh, give you a leaderboard in just one second, reminding everybody that this incredible wearable device that sits on the desk next to me is called DeWiz. If you log on to DeWizGolf.com, you can see it for yourself. It measures your golf swing in real time and space. Think about that for a second. An athletic move 
a physical move, a dynamic move that's being measured by this device. Where your swing needs to be versus where it might be right now, in fairness, will give this device will give you instant feedback in the device itself if you want, also on the apps, and it will give you the data of exactly what it all means so that feel can be real for you and you can know your game like you've never known it before dewizgolf.com okay atop the leaderboard right now austin smotherman is three under through seven minwoo lee is three under after seven and keith mitchell has just joined the party atop the leaderboard at three under he is through four holes there is but one it's a dynamic leaderboard here too uh but one left at two under par, and that is Christian Bezadenhout. He's two under through five. And then after that, we go to a large group at one under par uh, on the golf course right now. There's a lot of play on the golf course that you can see. Uh, Rory McIlroy as Dom told has doubled the first hole. He parred the second hole, or birdied the second hole, I beg your pardon, that he played today. He teed off on 10 in that marquee group uh, as Rory McIlroy is playing uh, alongside of John Rahm and Scotty Scheffler. The second hole that he played that 11th is that par five. That also comes with its own challenges, but he was able to birdie that and got him back to plus one. That is where we stand right now with that leaderboard update. I'll give you more on the other side, including I want to give you some air times as to what you can find and where. Uh, and we're going to get into also some of those players. If you're on the PGATour.com website looking at their leaderboard, and you're going, what are all these little cameras next to them? The little red play button? That's PGA Tour Live, and it is live right now. There's a lot of content out there. We'll talk about that more after this. I guess, hello world, huh? (laughs) And with one subtle hello, Tiger began an amazing and unthinkable career. I've done it for 20 years now with, with Bridgestone. It allows me to play an aggressive style around the greens, and it's allowed me to win a lot of tournaments. Bridgestone Golf, proud to be part of your journey. Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to boynegolf.com. This is the Wiz. It tracks your swing in real time. Got it. One zero one. Gives you feedback in real time so you feel where you are in your golf swing. Transition plus 4.2 inches. Length of back swing 50.3 inches. The Wiz have really helped me to keep that consistent swing. Instead of guessing, I get the direct feedback. Transition on plane. That's a mic drop. Easy now. Find your happy place. The PGA Tour Superstore. It's all in the hips. Where every swing is possible. Just tap it in. Yes! <laughs> Find all the latest gear, apparel, and personalized club fittings. Is this goodbye? We've only just begun. Shop with the pros at Golf's Happy Place, the PGA Tour Superstore. 
Nothing feels quite like hitting a PXG iron. That's because we use hollow body construction coupled with the thinnest club face in golf and a vibration absorbing polymer. These technologies make hitting our irons feel soft as warm butter on a hot biscuit and create a bigger sweet spot, which means more forgiveness, better distance, and lower scores. Play PXG and see how sweet, real power, and incredible forgiveness can be. PXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. In Ireland, golf is more than just a game. Come and experience our world-famous Lynx courses and our world-famous Parkland courses, all set alongside world-famous scenery. And visit our world-famous historic sites. And while you're here, enjoy our world-famous hospitality. Press the green button and start your journey at ireland.com slash golf. Welcome back to the Fairways Life Show. Pleasure of your company as play is underway at the 2023 players. Let me give you some notables. Well, first of all, in fairness, I'll go to the top of the leaderboard. Austin Smotherman and Minwoo Lee both stand atop the leaderboard on three under par. Keith Mitchell coming off a bogey at five has dropped out of that group. So now the group at two under par includes Bezadenhout, Mitchell, uh, Siwoo Kim, all at two under par. As to some notables... Tied for six, Tony Finau is one under after four. So, too, is Patrick Cantlay. Uh, Colin Morikawa, he is at level par through three holes. John Rahm, he's even through two. Scotty Scheffler, even through two. That is interesting to me. That means that Rahm and Scheffler, neither of them were able to make birdie at that par five 11th. It's, it's a tricky hole. Uh, Justin Rose is even after his first hole. Uh, Ricky Fowler is plus one after three. Rory McIlroy plus one after two. He doubled his first hole. He was able to birdie his second, which is the par five 11th. Uh, So I'm going to go through some of how you can get your coverage of the players coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, First of all, there was other news that came out yesterday. Uh, Tiger Woods' ex-girlfriend, her name is Erica Herman, is apparently taking Tiger Woods to court. This is by uh, Sean Zach from Golf.com. He writes, Tiger Woods' ex-girlfriend, whose relationship with Woods ended in October, has filed legal complaints against Woods over a non-disclosure agreement and her residency at Woods' house in Hobie Sound, Florida. According to recent court filings in Martin County, Florida, Woods' former girlfriend, Erica Herman, is seeking a court judgment on the extent of the NDA, which she believes is unenforceable. In a separate filing, Herman alleged... A hasty breakup and is suing for her right to seek damages for the remaining five years of an alleged oral tenancy agreement. At the core of the dispute is the NDA, uh, which was submitted this that non-disclosure agreement, which was submitted to the court via a related case in mostly redacted form. The NDA, which, according to court filings, was signed in August of 2017 states that quote any and all disputes claims or controversies arising between us of any kind or nature whatsoever shall be resolved by mandatory binding confidential arbitration to the greatest extent permitted by law close quote but herman is pursuing a court's ruling to better understand if the nda is actually enforceable as well as the obligations of her and potentially the people around her in regards to her relationship with woods herman's complaint states that she is quote 
Unsure whether she may disclose, among other things, facts giving rise to legal claims she believes she has. She is also currently unsure what other information about her own life she may discuss or with whom, close quote. In the complaint filed this week, Herman cites the Speak Out Act signed into law in December of 2022, which prohibits NDAs agreed to before, quote, a dispute arises involving sexual assault or sexual harassment in violation of federal, tribal, or state law, close quote. Herman has not specifically accused Woods of sexual abuse, but the civil cover sheet filed by her lawyer, uh, Benjamin Hodes, indicates the case involves allegations of sexual abuse. Woods's agent did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Legal disputes between Woods and Herman have been brewing in recent months following their breakup, largely related to Herman's rights to live in Woods's home. According to court documents, Woods ended the relationship on October 13th, 2022. Uh, 13 days later, Herman filed a separate complaint against the Jupiter Island Irrevocable Homestead Trust, which Woods set up in February of 2017 and owns his primary property in Hobie Sound. In short, the October complaint alleges that Herman lived at Woods's house for six years as part of an oral tenancy agreement between two and that approximately five years remained on this agreement. Herman's complaint states that the oral tenancy agreement gave the plaintiff the right to live in the residence for a certain duration of time and that the duties that were performed by and expected of her were extensive and of an extraordinary nature in light of the overall circumstances and environment in which she lived, close quote. According to filing, Woods himself responded by commencing arbitration against Herman. According to documents filed by the trust in December, Woods's arbitration request argues, quote, there is no oral tenancy agreement entitling Miss Herman to occupy the residence, close quote. According to Herman's allegations, quote, agents of the trust convinced Herman to pack a suitcase for a short vacation, and when she arrived at the airport, they told her she had been locked out of the residency in violation of the oral tenancy agreement and in violation of Florida law, close quote. Herman also alleges that the trust agents attempted to justify their illegal conduct by paying for a hotel room and certain expenses for a short period of time, having successfully locked Herman out of her home and frightened her away from returning. Uh, The complaint alleges Herman's belongings were removed from the residence in cash in excess of $40,000, was misappropriated. Herman is seeking monetary damages for being removed uh, from the right to live at the property as a tenant per her alleged agreement. Quote, reasonable rental value of the residence is likely to be measured in excess of $30 million. Close quote, the complaint uh, states. You can read the rest of this at golf.com. That is an article by Sean Zach. Golf.com is the source for that one. So some legal Issues going on for Tiger Woods with the breakup with his girlfriend. As to how and when and where you can get your coverage uh, coming up today of the players, again, PGA Tour Live is live right now. ESPN Plus is where you can find it. There are four different feeds, Thursday and Friday at 6.45 a.m., Saturday and Sunday at 7.45 a.m., Dom, even when we look at the top of the leaderboard, there are a lot of red arrows. There's a lot of players that are on the course and big names right now that people can watch. Yeah, I love it. I love this new uh, world that we live in. Um, We don't have to wait around to watch golf, especially the big names that we're also interested. If you go to ESPN right now, if you're an ESPN Plus member, you can watch Tony Finau, Patrick Cantlay, Tom Kim, Colin Morikawa, Adam Scott, John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, 
Ricky Fowler and Roy McIlroy, who are all on the golf course right now. The cool thing, just a side note, Matt, and this is part of the question of the day that I that I released. How are you going to consume the Players Championship this week? You're going to watch it on TV. You're going to watch it on ESPN Plus on your phone. You're going to listen to it on the radio. Some people just consume it digitally. I think like what people are doing right now, watching this show right now, this is consuming the players digitally. I mean, we're live right now on YouTube. We're not showing live coverage of the of the Players Championship on this channel. Uh, but we're giving leaderboard updates, and people consume it in many different ways. 7% have, are going to consume it digitally. ESPN Plus is at 29%. TV is at 64%. And ESPN Plus now has just shy of 30 million subscribers now, Matt. And if you go to ESPN.com's homepage right now, there is a giant picture of John Rom with a red play arrow on it Front and center, the second you go to the homepage. So I think it's great that golf is getting that platform now because ESPN.com, the main homepage, is a place that a lot of us go to for various sporting reasons. And to see golf, the week of the players, front and center with a big play button, making it extremely accessible, extremely watchable, I love it. I absolutely love it. I can't think of a negative, Matt. What's the answer to your survey for you? I I am a I am a I'm not in a good frame of mind to answer that right now. I'm oh. not thrilled with TV coverage lately. If I'm being honest, it is I I I you you sent us down this path, Matt. I I sent Matt a text message the other day. I was watching coverage of an unknown golf tournament on an unknown channel. And I was, I was on the treadmill running, and I was trying to watch the golf, and I couldn't. It was just commercials. And I'm, like, jogging, and I'm, like, texting Matt angry. I'm like, this is BS, and, and bleep, 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 bleep. Like, I can't watch. Like, all I'm watching is commercials. Yeah, well, I, I was getting frustrated by it. So, so, the short answer to your question is I'm going to be watching a lot of ESPN Plus coverage on PGA Tour Live. A, because they had a great team of people working PGA Tour Live. But B, you get a lot more insight. You hear a lot more player caddy conversation. There's essentially little or no commercials. You see a ton of golf shots. I will admit that the the flow of the golf and the coverage is a little slower because you're walking with these groups. You're seeing a lot of shots. There's a lot of space in between shots. So it feels a little slower. But you're just watching a lot more golf. And you're hearing a lot more player conversation. And you might see, quote-unquote, more golf shots on TV, but I am an anti-commercials person. I hate commercials just in everything. Like, I record things just so I can fast-forward through commercials. I cannot stand commercials. So I will be watching a lot of this golf and this golf tournament on ESPN+. Plus. I'm sorry that was your fault you asked the question. <laughs> you know, it's, it's ironic to me. Many times when Dom speaks, there, there is, I find great irony. He literally works in a job <laughs> where he is paid by commercials. Like literally. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, it, like some people could be like, well, I understand why commercials are important. But in Dom's case, he literally gets paid because we have commercials. <laughs> uh, somebody, else wrote in, somebody else wrote in, too, was, uh, about the conversation about the World Golf Hall of Fame. What was the name of the, the gent that asked that question, Andrew? Wanted to know if I was voting on the – was it Michael that wrote in? 
Um, I, I don't vote on the World Golf Hall of Fame. Have not been asked to, to do that. Would be honored if, uh, if I am ever in a position to do it. But I, as you can tell, I have pretty strong opinions as to how it should go. I just don't believe it should be based on a popularity contest. I believe it should be based upon merits. And if a template and if a standard has been established, I don't know how you can bar someone from being a member of the World Golf Hall of Fame when you've allowed someone into the World Golf Hall of Fame that has less standing in terms of what they've accomplished in the game. Uh, just uh, there's, it, But I, I still do agree that a, that a Hall of Fame should be exclusive uh, it's just you. If you alter how people get in and what qualifies them for being there, and it shouldn't be based on politics, it shouldn't be based on how much we like them. It should be based upon what they have done compared to what everybody else has done at the game at large, and in particular to those who are already in that, in that institution. Uh, as to the the other airtimes, the television airtime today, we have it for you on Golf Channel from noon time today. And that is expected to go up until 6 p.m. Obviously, there's a, always a little bit of an ish with the live sporting event, depending on what's going on out there. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, the coverage from Golf Channel will start at 1 p.m. Each of those days, uh, it, combo coverage of Golf Channel and uh, NBC as we move forward, both in shoulder programming and in live coverage as well. PGA Tour Radio, which you can get on the PGA Tour app. You can also get it on PGATour.com, and in those two places, it is free and it works around the world. For those of you watching us or consuming us today from outside of North America, or if you are in North America and you subscribe to Satellite Service Sirius XM, you can get it there as well. Coverage at noontime on Thursday and Friday, 1 p.m., both on Saturday and on Sunday. So that brings us up to speed and everything going on. Dom, anything that I missed here in terms of what you wanted to make sure that we imparted to people with the coverage, et cetera? Um, I'm logging on right now, and I think I'm seeing what I think I'm seeing. I think they might be trying to do every single group, Matt. Remember they did the every shot from every group last year? I think they're doing that. I just logged on to because we're almost wrapping up here, which means I'm going to abandon my post and watch golf. <laughs> Rightfully so. I'm logging on. I was like, I think I'll watch Rory, and now it's it's saying on PGH or Live if you go to your, if you have ESPN Plus, all access Group One: Shelton Lee and Smotherman. Group Fourteen: Long Buckley. Ma- I think you can watch anybody right now. This Good. is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about that. I, I I'm not this. sure if I if I mentioned it to you, Dom. Uh, this weekend's show, our national television broadcast show, uh, that's not the part I'm going to mention, Dom, because obviously he knows what we're doing for our weekend show, is from the players. And it's going to feature Mark Cardavale amongst our, our guests. Well, the other night, uh, myself and my wife Donna, we had, we had dinner with Carney, which was great to see him. So I had said that was on Tuesday night. And so I said to Carney, what are you doing tomorrow? And he said to me, Oh, I'm I'm going to be on 17T, and I'm going to be doing just play by play because you know yesterday they had all the different uh, caddies hitting their shots, etc. So I'm not sure, Dominic, if you saw this. At one point, live from Golf Channel, cut to the 17th, and Mark Carnavale hit a shot. Now he hit it in the oh, water. Yes. Just full disclosure. Did you water. see it? I saw it. He hit it in the water. Yeah. 
But I thought it was. But he had all his gear on. He had to put like his microphones in his yeah. back pockets. He had his, he had like a the headset twice the size of what I'm wearing. I yeah. mean, come on. But yeah, it was he got talked into it. I I did see that. I thought that was really cool. I thought I was really excited for it Carney. Was very cool. And Carney, he is out this morning where, where Don was talking about all those different players. He's out with Rom and Scheffler and McElroy, of which you can get just to give you an update on the top of the leaderboard before we go, and then those notables. Minwoo Lee is alone atop the leaderboard now on three under after eight holes. Austin Smotherman, uh, Taylor Montgomery, Benny On, Christian Bezadenhout, Keith Mitchell. How about this group? Siwoo Kim. Chad Ramey are all two market. under par. All of them are at two under par currently. As to the notables uh, that we had mentioned before, uh, Tony Finau is one under through five. So too is Patrick Cantley. Colin Morikawa is level through four. John Rahm even through three. Scotty Scheffler even through three. Ricky Fowler plus one through four. Rory McIlroy plus one through three. Justin Rose plus one after two. Uh, some tee times, Jason Days at 12.23, Matt Fitzpatrick at 12.34, Victor Hovland 12.34, Shane Lauer at 12.34, Will Zalatoris 12.45, so too is Xander Shoffley, Max Homa 12.56, Justin Thomas at that time alongside uh, Jordan Spieth. Enjoy the players. Looking forward to going over it with you uh, when we are able to review who's doing what at this grand tournament and invite you to watch our national television broadcast this weekend on affiliates around the country. Uh, Check out your local listings. Have a great one. Bye for now.